The SWP is brought to you by Jim K. Ford, Pico Pizza, and All Insurance Ontario. Do you find shopping around for insurance a time-consuming hassle? I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and let me take it from there. You'll be surprised at how easy it can be. 613-860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Pico is Ottawa's fresh, new, innovative take on pizza. Step up to the bar, order your pizza masterpiece building from 56 fresh ingredients, then in classic Neapolitan style, they slide your custom thin crust beauty into a thousand degree oven for 90 seconds. Moments later, you're enjoying those rich, delicious Pico flavors. Unlimited toppings, $14. Pico, 170 Metcalf or 236 Richmond Road. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. For years, Jim K. has supplied the Ottawa area with Ford work trucks of all sizes to get the job done right. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or moving, whether you're big or small, Jim K. has solutions. From the small delivery vans right up to the powerful F-750 and everything in between. If you can't find what you're looking for, let the Jim K. team know, and they can likely get it for you at a price that fits your budget. Jim K. Ford, Uville Drive in Orleans or JimKFord.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the SWP. It's a podcast about sports and whatever. It's a daily deal going off every weekday, powered by you, the good listener, our awesome sponsors, and our members. By the way, if you'd like to be a member, stevewproject.com. I'm Steve Warren, along with Jimmy Jerome. We're mucking it up in the corners as always. James, how are things? Oh, hi, Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. Oh, hi. I don't know. No, it's a, oh, hi, friendly. When he, you know, stuffed his uh, head. Uh, this would be the 1970s kids TV show on CBC called The Friendly Giant for those under the age of 40. Early one morning, just as the sun was rising. Beautiful song. Bob Homie. How about that name? Isn't that something? I think it, is it Homie or Homie? I think it's Homie. It's not Homer. I think it's Homie. Homie, Homie. Spelt that way. Imagine uh, how much he'd get harassed by his crew if he was still alive doing the show. They'd wander and go, sup, Homie? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Homie? Friendly. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, from the files of interesting, now that you bring that up, uh, what, what was Mr. Dressup's name? Uh, you know, didn't he? Ernie Coombs. He was er- the first celebrity I ever interviewed. Didn't? No way. Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah, smoker. Did- I was surprised to see him smoking away. Didn't he? Oh, oh no way. Oh, There's yeah. There's a lot of no ways here. Uh, didn't he get <laughs> no hit way. by a car and die? Wasn't that? Wasn't well, it a car? No, accident? no. Or his wife did? I don't know. Look, I, I'm telling you, look that up while I tell you this uh, interesting story. Uh, sort of cool thing. So friends of my parents, King and Adele Ward were their name. They lived in Toronto. Uh, great, great guy. Mr. Uh, as we called him when I was a kid, Mr. Ward, he was uh, an old fishing guide. Uh, he, he later on, you know, when he was a kid, he later mm-hmm. on became a zillionaire uh, as an entrepreneur and a businessman. And he wrote a book called Letters to Your, from a businessman to his son. Anyway, his wife, Adele, who I knew for many years as a kid, you know, she was sort of the family visiting us up in Sudbury from Toronto. She was a writer for Mr. Dressup. Hmm. Yeah. Little 
I guess I built that up a little much. <laughs> but it's kind of, kind of neat, you know. The, yeah, it is neat, yeah. She you, probably came, maybe she came up with a tickle trunk of some kind. Yeah, no, it was. But you're idea. right. You're right. I, I did not know this. And looking it up in the midst of your story, um, his wife Marlene was uh, she, she she ran a daycare in Scarborough called the Butternut Learning Center, uh, and she was killed in a traffic accident in 1992 just walking on the sidewalk on Young Street in Toronto, and I guess a driver of a car had a seizure, and unfortunately uh, that resulted in the loss of control of the vehicle, and she was struck and killed. Terrible. Huh. Don't don't I surprise you, Steve, with, you with do. innocuous knowledge from 30 years ago, almost? Yeah, you should. it's funny. You, you do glom on to the trivial, for sure. Maybe some of the basics, though, he could brush up on. I'm just saying. Yeah, some of the stuff that we could use on the show, Jim, would be a little no. better. No, no, we just did. That's fine. That's all good. Now, the other thing, Stevie, um, yes, no hockey. Okay, here, uh, you know, Canadian, TSN, Sportsnet, The Score. Uh, so I've got all those channels, you know, that show up in my guide. Love it. Lo- love it. Love it when there's hockey going on, I guess, or, or basketball. Or baseball. So none of that is going on right now. Flip, flip on your guide and see, look at what they're showing uh, on one o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Dog shows. It's, it's just like, what? A, a motorcycle trip of some guy I've never even heard mm-hmm. of? Yeah. Huh? Uh, another, another top 50 that they're just stretching way out now. Okay. I, it's got, I forget what it was. It was like top 50 of you decide if it's good or bad. Yeah. What, what, well, is it good or bad? That's the, the top 50. It's the, it's the worst of something or the best, you know? If I ran, if I ran one of those sports networks and uh, I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd, I'd fix it all. Like, yeah. I don't know, maybe there's some sort of a, maybe there's some sort of deal that prevents them from doing it. But why are you showing me stuff like that? When you've got rights to the NHL and this massive archive of former of old games, like you know, get uh, get Rod Smith up there with his big ballsy voice, do like a sixty second introduction, and then show me the Stanley Cup Final from nineteen eighty five, yeah, or whatever. I, I mean, I guarantee you'll get better ratings showing classic NHL games and nothing but in all this extra downtime they have right yeah. now. Like they've saturated every top 10 or top 50, okay? It's been done, okay? It's been done. Uh, but they have done a bit of that, Steve. I was watching uh, a couple of Oiler games the other night, like classic games from the 80s when they, when they were rolling. Uh, I, I, I tuned in the other day for about an hour and watched a Grey Cup game. It was, pre- it was nice. pretty good. Yeah, so they are doing some of that. But more of that, okay, guys? More of that than... than Busting your brains, trying to think of things to come up with. Just roll, right. roll the old show, Steve. You're right. Roll well, they should have the World Junior right now because uh, the B Team Canada is having an extra long training camp. Their selection camp process uh, is happening in Red Deer, Alberta, as you would know, James, not far from there. And right. that comes with it. These red and white games, these inter-squad inter- games they play as guys try and compete for jobs. And you'd think, you know, it's kind of off-season. It's just a selection camp. Well, that's when guys are going really hard to just be on the team. So mm. they may have friends and teammates that they're playing against, but they want to make the team. So they're going to do whatever they have to, to make that club. And so it's really good hockey 
but we're not going to see into that for a little bit here because they've shut down the camp now. The Canadian World Junior Selection Camp has been forced to suspend all activity. Two players tested positive for COVID. Hockey Canada made the announcement today saying that uh, both national team hopefuls have been placed in quarantine. And so again, a a scheduled inter-squad game is not happening. All practice and workouts are off until all the players and staff go through the additional phase of testing. And so the the tournament itself is going to be secured inside the Edmonton bubble. And that did very well in the Stanley Cup playoffs, also Mm -hmm. in Edmonton. But the four-week training camp we're in right now in Red Deer was not secured to the same degree. And you and I talked about it off the air. I guess the question there would be, why was it not secured to the same degree? Right. We And, and previously to this, uh, I've, I was always saying that uh, kudos to the NHL that they pulled off the playoffs with the 24 teams uh, that was, took place in Edmonton and Toronto. But the reason they were able to do it is they spent a ton of money setting it all up and, and booking hotels strictly for the players. And, uh, and they kept to the protocols, but they have the resources to do it. And I said, you can't, you know, cause they were talking, they were always talking about junior hockey. It was going to, it was going to start in, in Ontario. Then the premier said, yes, he said, no, Quebec junior. Yes. No. Uh, I'm not sure where it is today. I, I think there's no junior hockey in those provinces, isn't there in Ontario and Quebec? Yeah. OHL is not happening for sure. Right. So I've, I've always said, there's no way you'll be able to do it. You, you can't have junior hockey. You just, you just don't have the money to put all these kids in, in one hotel and, um, you know, keep, keep an arena closed, uh, you know, just for your games or whatever. Um, the other, so, so then you get this happening in Red Deer. The other thing about COVID, Steve, is the, the one thing uh, to take a negative into a positive when someone gets COVID, okay, they, they almost 100% of the time are able to track it, okay? The, if someone gets COVID, they go, well, how do you think you got it? And he's like, well, I was playing Twister with nine people, you know, uh, the other, <laughs> right? And you know what I mean, Steve? They can always track it. It's not, we'd be in a lot bigger trouble, Steve, if they said, we just can't get a handle on how people are getting this virus, you know? But that's not the case with COVID. So there's been tons and tons of cases now. And, and they say, here's what happened. NFL guy got COVID and we looked at it. And, you know, he had uh, the basketball player. Remember originally when COVID first started and he said, I'm not worried about it. He went and had a party or something like that. Licking guys and stuff. But didn't he say he was going to lick the referee or whatever it was? Um, was totally insane. And, and he got COVID and probably gave it to some other people. So it's not like we don't know at this point. We do know. We do know what you cannot do. Otherwise, you're going to get the virus. Guaranteed, right? So they know what they can't do. Well, I don't know if it's guaranteed you're going to get the virus. If that's the case, then everybody on Team Canada is probably very worried right now because uh, you would think that you get two players who are competing these two players would have been all over the other Canadian players through practices and the inter-squad games and the like. Uh, but I guarantee you only, you know, you won't get that. It'll be the majority that will not come down with COVID. So it's not guaranteed you'll get it. Maybe, maybe. But but um, my, my point is they, they almost all the time know how you got it. 
when they sit, you know, they track it, right, Steve? It's like, you know, we have, we have meetings at, at that, you know, at this recovery place, right? Uh, that we have recovery meetings and what with it, they're, they're back up and going live meetings. Most have been done on zoom. And what we do is the groups who come in to have their meeting, it's social distancing and all that. We track who's there. They have to fill out a list, like an attendance list when you're in school. Uh, and, and sure enough, someone got COVID. Well, then we can go back and call everyone and say, here's what's happened. You got to isolate. You got to quarantine. Right. So it, they do have a handle on it that way that we can, maybe not all the time, Steve, but, but they can, they can pretty well tell you why you got COVID when you tell them what you did in the past. Yeah. If you're able to report accurately and all that. And, 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 you know, you get, you go to restaurants now, they very often will take your name and your phone number. Just in case it comes back, health officials come to you. Yeah. We got this little outbreak here. And right. one of the people was here at the restaurant. Can you give me the list of people that have come to the restaurant so we can call them, have them quarantine and so on and so forth. So they've definitely got a way better handle on it. Uh, than when this whole thing started for sure, but I don't think there's anything that's nearly foolproof. Yeah, I guess I guess not. But the the world juniors knew what they could what 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 they couldn't do and what they had to do. Still three more weeks of camp. The world junior I guess fine I guess the guys who make the team are gonna check into the Edmonton bubble on December fourteenth. So like I say, um almost three weeks to the day. And uh, today's announcement, big reminder, there's going to be lots of obstacles to overcome before they get to the point where you got 10 teams from all over the world in there, in the bubble, safe and prepared to compete. So mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, something to keep an eye on. So changing gears, talking a little boxing. We don't do much boxing here on the program. I used to love boxing. Now I, <laughs> We don't do much. We don't do any. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's come up. I'm yeah. sure it's come up. Yeah. But uh, I used to love boxing when the whole thing was easier to understand. There were all, either one or two. There's WBA, WBC. Kind of, so I kind of had my head around that. Right. There were you know these unbelievably legendary names. Muhammad Ali at the at the forefront of it when I was growing up. So now I, I just look at boxing and I go, well, there's a concussion. There's another concussion. Right. Oh, look at that concussion. Sean O'Sullivan started that for me. And then with the evidence that piles up about CTE, um, I just, boxing has lost it for me, unfortunately. And I got to say that this is a storyline that I think most people would be kind of keeping half an eye on. And that is Mike Tyson making sort of a comeback. Mm-hmm. It's Mike Tyson, the former undisputed heavyweight champ of the world, meeting four division world champion Roy Jones Jr. And it's happening on Saturday in Los Angeles. It's an eight round exhibition fight. They're calling it the frontline battle. And it's the first event of a series produced by Legends Only League. And it'll be for the newly created WBC Frontline Battle Belt. So it's still, I mean, the 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 brain doesn't care what uh, whether it's an exhibition fight or not. They're actually throwing haymakers. Both guys are going to try and win this thing. But obviously, Iron Mike rolls in now in his early 50s. Have you got any interest in that? Uh, you know what? I, I, of course, Mike Tyson, the famous, you know, I will, I will eat your children. Remember that? Remember that that went viral? There's a number will, of things he was famous for, and that will, was one. I will eat your children. Well, now he's older, Steve. It's now, I will eat your grandchildren. 
I will eat your nephews and nieces. I will eat your grandchildren. <laughs> Whatever's going to happen here, some child is going to get eaten. We yeah, know that. Something's, something's going to I am a hundy, Steve. A hundy P. Going to watch that. No, don't say hundy P, though. No, that's my kid. My kid says that. Yeah, hundy P. And word. My kid's at word all the time. Um, right. I said, we're not, we're not in a rap band here, honey. Okay. I'm your father. Right. Say, You're going to come over and visit me for dinner? Word. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, you know, so she says Hundy P. So, okay, 100%, Stevie, I'm going to watch. Sure. What? 2,000%. I think it's fantastic. Um, what else is there to watch? <laughs> but uh, either way. Do you love it 50 bucks worth? Oh, you want to bet on it? No, as in it's pay-per-view. Oh, I see. Uh, no, no, I'm going, to, I'm going to your place. I thought you were betting me 50. I'm going, well, you lost 20 in the Masters, but... Um, true, true. Yeah, I don't think I'd do it alone and pay 50. No. But if, yeah, no. it's too bad. What do you mean 50 bucks? Why are they charging people 50 bucks? I mean, there's a reason I don't watch guys in their 50s. Golf may be the exception, but... Uh, and I've never seen, like, a really old guy in a fight. I, I, I have a feel... Because I've watched Tyson in training... He yep. looks looks amazing. Like he looks like he has still his great hand speed. He looks like he has power to burn. Right. But what he won't have is endurance to burn. You know, if you've ever been in a schoolyard fight, you'll know what a fight takes out of you. And Mike Tyson hasn't done this in a very long time. And now he's 54. I think this thing could be over in a matter of minutes. Well, here's the thing. When you do think about it, for sure, you're going to tune in like a car accident. You got to look. Um, what's the upside? What you know of this thing, uh, and it's kind of I don't know zero <laughs> oh, yeah. upside. You know uh, what's the downside? About a million things, about a million things can go wrong with this. How about a death in the ring? How about that? Do we enjoy yeah. a death in the ring? Because that 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 kind of thing can happen uh, in your fifties. Two guys in your fifties who are out there throwing haymakers at each other, who who are in better shape than most fifty year olds. Don't get me wrong, but Something really bad could happen here. Yeah, go go on go on dances with the stars, Mike. Okay, right. Do that. You want a little exposure, but the only upside here, Steve, is cash. Someone's making cash here. That's oh it. God, yes, that's the yeah. entirety of it, and, and not to mention the attention factor. Right, the spotlight is no longer as bright on Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., and there's some of that there as well. They want a little taste of that once again. Sure, sure. Um, anyway, I, I would watch, I guess. But even if you know if. One guy destroys the other guy, or it goes goes the distance, whatever it is, eight nine rounds. Uh, you're gonna at the end, you're gonna okay, that was cool. You know yeah. that's that's enough though. <laughs> it's enough of that. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want this thing filling up my t- television. So a few people have brought back memories of the. I think it was a Grey Cup week. I'm betting it's ten years ago now, where you had two CFL legends in Joe Cap and Angelo Mosca. Oh sure, that was a great one. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Somewhere along the way, um, I guess Joe Cap and Angelo Mosca had a long go- ongoing feud. So at some point, Angelo Mosca, with a cane, wanders up. It's his turn to talk, and Joe Cap thought it would be funny to hand him some glasses or something. All right. And the two of them got into it, pushing, and then Mosca swings his cane, <laughs> right. just misses Cap. Cap comes back and roundhouses <laughs> Mosca right in the face. He's down in a heap. And keep in mind, these guys are in their late 70s at the time. Fantastic video. Fantastic video. The other one was uh, one of the bench coaches there with the Yankees. 
You're thinking of Don Zimmer? Don Zimmer. After, Remember? And he went going to, after Pedro Martinez. And Pedro Martinez with the unbelievable jujitsu move on him, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gave this black belt move on him. And and then he kind of looked at him after, oh my God. I just throttled a you know a deep senior citizen here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. I felt bad for uh, Zimmer, but um Well, he came through and it was basically if you've ever seen a bull and a matador. Pedro Martinez was the matador the, right. and Zimmer bulled his way through. And that's pretty much the extent of it. I think he expected that Pedro would engage him and he just sort of sidestepped him and sort of let him keep rolling and gave him a little shove. And he went down in a heap. And of course, Don Zimmer had that famous post game press conference and embarrassed his family, embarrassed his friends. Yeah, and it was, was uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Have you ever been a ring announcer for a boat? No. No, one of the few things I haven't done. Yeah, because you've done a bunch of stuff. Uh, so I, I have. Uh, I was a friend. I used to do these uh, commercials, infomercials uh, for a for a jeweler here in town. Uh, back when there was cable, cable channels, right? Your Shaw right. Channel, and because you and I did some stuff on Shaw too. Um, and so this guy was really clever. Is uh, he bought up all the time that was available when they were allowed to start to advertise on it? Okay, so. They were half-hour infomercials. I was the host of them. And when we first did it, Steve, it, you weren't allowed to show moving pictures, okay? It's like, it's like it sounded like they're talking in the 30s with silent movies, you know? <laughs> and then finally the talkies came along, Steve, after silent movies. Nice. Anyway, uh, so th- this guy was a cool guy, but he was a big boxing fan, the guy who owned the jewelry store, Jerry, uh, Jerry Gilroy. And then he was a, a big promoter of local boxing. Loved right. it. Helped out guys. He bought a place in Vegas to, uh, so young guys could live there and train and all that stuff. You know, that's a big boxing mecca, right? Uh, Las Vegas. Anyway, so he sets up about a card here in Edmonton. And he says, Jimmy, I want you to be the ring announcer. I said, I'd love to do that, you know? And uh, so in I go, it's the first time I've sort of been, I, I've been to a couple bouts, but in I go, the place is jam-packed, Steve. Okay, jam-packed with a bunch of heathens that are there to watch this thing, okay? I'm going, well, not my crowd, I guess, but, uh, you know, as I'm looking around, okay? Guys are hammered, they're high on blow, they're they're screaming and yelling, and so I, I do, there's, you know, there's three or four, uh, what do you call them, undercards? Is that it? Like lead-up That's bouts? That's right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, there's three or four of those, and, and I'm getting a little, as each bout goes on that I announce the start of it and then the result, I'm getting a little more uncomfortable with how uh, riotous, Steve, the crowd is getting. Oh. They only had two cops there. And then all of a sudden, the in walks the Hells Angels, okay? Several members of the Hells Angels come in. Wow. Getting ready to watch their guy, okay, in the main event. So in after they walk in, it, in walks the outlaws. Bike, they're wearing the colors here too, Steve. Oh. So you got these two bike gangs sitting on opposite sides of the ring and both are it's very apparent that they they're both backing one of these guys and uh the fight the fight goes on and there is a headbutt in the in the fight okay right and so fight's over they gotta they gotta go to the judges and figure out if it's intentional or unintentional and then if if it's unintentional who wins if it's intentional, what happens? If the other guy was all this shit, right? And so the the two bike gangs are standing up, waiting for this announcement, Ooh. right? 
And I'm going, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Right. Right. I, I am. I'm not. And, and the guy says, okay, here's the result. And I'm going, I'm not reading that. <laughs> you announce it. Yeah, I, I, that's what I did. I said, I'm not reading that. You can keep the $80 or whatever I was getting paid, <laughs> but I am not going in that ring, you know? And, uh, I said, I'll announce it, but not from the ring. I'm not going in there standing in the middle of that ring. Shit is coming down here, man. Right. No cops, no security, nothing. Wow. And, uh, so anyway, I announce it and, and unintentional headbutt. So what happens is who's ever leading by the, you know, who's ever got the most points at that point in the bout, they're the winner. And the winner is Xavier Gallardo. Okay. Whoever it is. And the, and the one, and sure enough, Steve, the one side goes crazy, right? The, the guys who don't right. win, they come over, they walk over there and they're, sta- they're standing at each other. And I see a guy get punched. He was drunk. He had one of the tables right up front. He was drunk and sort of incoherent. And, and there was a boxer who was obviously jacked up on something. He was, he was injured, so he wasn't on the car, but he came to watch. And this guy sort of says something to him. And this boxer turns and one punches the guy, Steve, okay? with the haymaker and knocks the guy over the table, flat out cold face down on the concrete. Wow. And I'm going, this is insane. You know, insane. Anyway, it was, it was one of the, I can't believe you're not in the parking lot at this stage. I I am. I'm at the front door, right? I'm going, I'm getting out of here. Like I said, I'm getting the F out of here. Uh, Yet Stevie, the morbid curiosity, right? Is I'm, I'm, I said, uh, I walked out backwards, Steve, so I could see what was going on. Yeah. But anyway, Boxing always wow. scared local local bouts. They've always scared me. You know, they're a little different crowd, Stevie. Different crowd. Oh no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I remember being at the Richmond Arena for one of those pro wrestling things. Very low level pro wrestling, as you'd imagine, at the Richmond Arena. Right, right. And, and it was like uh, I think there was a guy that uh, had gone to high school in Richmond that suddenly was on the card. I don't know what they were doing in Richmond, but we were there and we watched it. And a guy from our town just basically took off his shirt and ran down the stands and <laughs> threw the ring right up into the ring. And he started trying to, and so all the wrestlers just stopped like, dude, we're just playing here. We're just, this yeah. is just, this is not real. You it's know, this is, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But this guy wanted to fight everybody in the ring. He was hammered out of his head. Uh, but it was all very compelling stuff. Now, maybe he was hired. I don't know. Maybe these guys hired him that night to, to be the local Yahoo. Right, but right. Uh, people get crazy in situations like that for sure. Yeah. Last time I ever did it. Last time I ever did the boxing thing. Don't blame you. I'm, I'm alive to tell about it. Right. Okay, let's take a time out on the program. Back with final thoughts after these words. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. For years, Jim K. has supplied the Ottawa area with Ford work trucks of all sizes to get the job done right. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or moving, whether you're big or small, Jim K. has solutions from the small delivery vans right up to the powerful F-750 and everything in between. If you can't find what you're looking for, let the Jim K. team know, and they can likely get it for you at a price that fits your budget. Jim K. Ford, Uville Drive in Orleans or JimKFord.com. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. 
It's the Black Friday sale on now at Popeye Supplements Ottawa. This week only, it's buy one, get one free on products like Veggie Greens, Cellucor Pre-Workout, Magnum Fat Burners, and more. Or mix and match. Choose any item in the store and buy another item at 50% off. Some conditions apply. See store for details. It's the Black Friday sale on now until November 29th at Popeye Supplements Ottawa. If you're buying or selling your home in the Ottawa area, I recommend the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn is a great guy and he helped us set the right price for our home in a crazy market and the response from buyers was amazing. He also set aside a personal budget to help us with the painting, cleaning, staging and lighting. It was fantastic and our home sold in less than a week for well over asking price. Connect with Glenn today at glennwalton.com. All right, let's close it out with a little levity. Final thoughts today, James. Okay, Stevie. This has always made me kind of nervous. Yarmir Yager, who I've loved, met him, know him a little bit. Love the guy, right? Fantastic hockey player. Right. Headline today, he thinks Ovechkin can break Gretzky's goal record. Don't like him anymore, Steve. Do not like him anymore, okay? No, you do not know what you're talking about, Yarmer. You do not. And then I go, well, well, he kind of does. He was a big goal scorer. Yeah. Despite the challenges of COVID, uh, has created for Alex Ovechkin to chase down Wayne Gretzky's all-time goals record, Yarger believes the sniper can do it. Uh, what's he need, Steve? He needs a, he's got to play about three seasons more, doesn't he? Uh, let me read on here. Ovechkin sits at 188 goals behind Gretzky's uh, 894. So he needs, well, he needs almost four seasons of 50 goals. This just in, he's still at the top of his game. He's 35 years old. He only played 68 games because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Eh, he had 48 goals. Right. So right. that's, that's not bad. That ain't bad. So I think he's got a shot and he's been a really, really healthy hockey player. He has shown no sign He's been an Iron Man. He's shown no sign of breaking down or slowing down, as the stats would indicate. But mm-hmm. just look at his just look at his stats. Like there's never been uh, let's take out any strike shortened years. Right. He's never or COVID. He's never had fewer than seventy two games played in any season. Wow. So he's yeah. like Gretzky, because Gretz didn't miss many games at all, right? But a way more robust player. Like he's just really sturdy out there. He's a strong player. He's big. He's 6'3", 236. Like that is, what do you think? That's maybe, what, 50 pounds heavier than Gretzky in his prime? Uh, yeah, I don't know. What Gretzky weigh? 170 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, must be. Um, anyway, that seems insurmountable. But when you, when you talk about, you know, uh, non-point stats that the guy, how, how many games he's played, how tough he plays, how unprone he is to injury. Um, Imagine that campaign if he gets if he gets through the next three. So he's got to play 188 to go. Uh, 60 goals a year would be three years plus plus. So he's got to go four years for sure. You know. Well, and we're going to probably only play about 48 games this year. Sounds like that's where things are headed once again. Nobody's dismissed January 1st as a start for this year in the NHL. Nobody's dismissed that. 
but more and more, I'm here in mid-February for a start of a season, play 48 games, and then ideally, you can start your next season on a normal timeline in October. Right. The, you know, the obvious is, though, Steve, that, that as you get older, you're pretty, you know, your, your, your production is going to go down. So I don't know if you look at Gretz, how many, you know, in his last two years, for example, how many goals did he score compared to other years? Now, I, I'm asking seriously. I don't know because maybe this is. They were good me. right to the end. They were good they, right they, to the end. Okay. All right. Goals were down, but the stats were right there to the end. Even in his final year when he's dealing with, there's a neck problem, I think, at, at some point. Um, he still had 62 points in 70 games when he bowed out. That's, uh, that's a hell of a season. But for sure. Gretzky, it was time to bow out. How old is Ovi? Is he, what is he, 37 or 35. Something? 35 years old. So off he goes. Everyone starts to watch this, say, after this next year, when, you know, the, the final year, uh, assuming he stays healthy. Uh, but maybe, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he, he gets injured. Maybe he only gets 30 goals or something, and now he's 38 or 39 years old. Uh, is he going to hang on? You know, say, say he gets 50 away, Steve, 50 mm-hmm. goals away, and, and he's 40 years old. Now what? Are you gonna are you gonna let him play on a fourth line or something? If he's if no, he's no, huh? no. I think he he's he's talked about. He wants the record. He'd love to have the record. All right. He's also talked about how he's never gonna play for another team other than the Washington Capitals. So if the Capitals part company with him, he doesn't want to be in the NHL anymore. And uh, for a heritage legacy player, the greatest player in franchise history. Uh, if Washington decides to forego all that and part company with this guy, his game will be in such a place that, well, it's right. going to be really awful. Because you probably would carry Ovechkin for a year or two if you're Washington, just to squeeze a few more games out of sure. him, sell more tickets and all that. Uh, he's going to have to be a pretty, he's going to have to be a shell of his former self for Washington to say, okay, we got to cut bait with this guy. Come out with no teeth and a walker. I can't even. I can't even. Pass the fucking puck. <laughs> and the Capitals would be like, eh, he's still good in the fourth line. He's still good. Yeah, he's fine. he's fine. He's <laughs> fine. All right. Well, that was a long final thought today, but we shall call it a day and we'll talk to you tomorrow, James. All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.